So I think that one of the most delightful things about STEM books is that they really make so clear that math is everywhere and that uh, it's not only useful, but it's also really kind of fun. Hey everyone, this is Bianca Schultz from the Children's Book Review, and this is the Growing Readers Podcast. In this episode, I talk with the incredible and multi-talented Rajani LaRocca. Rajani was born in India, raised in Kentucky, and now lives in the Boston area, where she practices medicine and writes award-winning novels and picture books, including Midsummer's Mayhem, Seven Golden Rings, Red, White, and Hole, Bracelets for Bina's Brothers, Much Ado About Baseball, Where Three Oceans Meet, My Little Golden Book About Kamala Harris, The Secret Code Inside You, and more. She's always been a voracious reader, and now she is a voracious writer of fiction and nonfiction, novels and picture books, prose and poetry. She finds inspiration in her family, her childhood, the natural world, math, science, and just about everywhere she looks. Today, we're going to talk about her latest picture book, Bracelets for Bina's Brothers, and how stories connect us to other people across distance, time, and culture. Before we jump right in, here's a little bit more about Bracelets for Bina's Brothers. For the Hindu holiday of Raksha Bandhan, Bina is determined to make beaded bracelets for her brothers, all by herself. She finds out which colors her brothers like and dislike and sets to work. Working with her every other one beading pattern causes Bina to discover something new about patterns and her brothers. It's part of the Charlesbridge Storytelling Math series that celebrates children using math in their daily adventures as they play, build, and discover the world around them. Joyful stories and hands-on activities make it easy for kids and their grown-ups to explore everyday math together. Developed in collaboration with math experts at STEM education nonprofit Turk, under a grant from the Heising Simmons Foundation. I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, uh, I am, as you mentioned, a doctor and an author of children's books. So I'm a doctor for grownups. I'm an internal medicine doctor in the Boston area, and um, I'm a a children's book author. And um, so I write middle grade novels, so pretty much for kids ages 8 to 12. And um, I also write picture books. And my novels include Midsummer's Mayhem, which is basically a Midsummer Night's Dream meets Cupcake Wars, which came out in 2019. Um, And its companion novel, Much Ado About Baseball, which is coming out in June. And Red, White and Whole, which is my first novel in verse, which came out uh, in February. And um, my picture books include my debut, Seven Golden Rings, which came out in uh, October, 2020. And uh, it's set in ancient India and involves a math puzzle and an introduction to binary numbers. And my next picture book is Bracelets for Bina's Brothers, which I'm so excited to talk to you about. And then I've got uh, a few more picture books coming out this year. Wow. So, all right. So you practice 
practice medicine and you write a lot. I just, before we even dive into the books, uh, how do you manage your time and to, to get creative and to find the time to write? Oh, that is such a great question. So, um, I will just say that, you know, when you love something, you always find time to do it. So once I, I, I knew from a very young age that I wanted to go into medicine. So that was kind of my first dream come true was that, uh, that, dream became realized and I got to uh, be a doctor. Um, and it wasn't until about 10 years ago that I started to go back to writing and I took some classes and, um, and then I met some writers. And once I met other writers, I was like, wow, you know, I just, I have to keep doing this because they're wonderful people and they make me want to write more. Um, so I will say that as a mom, you know, who works outside the home, there was always a lot of juggling. So I would write when my kids were younger, I would write um, while they're in their piano lesson or after they've gone to sleep or, you know, parked waiting for them to come out of school. <laughs> I would just kind of find times to do it. But then as they got older, they had a lot more homework and my husband owns his own business. So he's always working. So I had more time. Um, and nowadays, um, I almost feel like the two careers um, complement each other and are kind of what each one is a respite from the other. Because when medicine gets a little bit crazy, I can kind of delve into the imagination. And when writing, uh, you know, gets a little bit uh, exhausting, then I at least can show up at work and feel like I know that I did something good for someone today. Oh, that's incredible. Oh my gosh. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm so, I'm so impressed. Um, so here's, here's what I just love. And I think that these are your words that I'm about to say, but I think it just collectively sums up if we were to, to put all of your books together, because they're all quite different. Um, but a lot of them are also uh, STEM based and, and based around math too, and music and, but it's okay. These are your words. Stories connect us to other people across distance, time, and culture. And so no matter what you write about, I feel like that that each of your stories embodies that, the connection of people across distance, time, and culture. Uh, and specifically, you were born in India, and so uh, your stories are, have a lot of Indian culture in them. And when I was reading Bracelets for Bina's Brother, I learned about a new Hindu holiday. And um, again, if I pronounce this incorrectly, you need to correct me. So Raksha Bandhan, which is about the bond between sisters and brothers and the fact that there's a holiday out there about connecting brothers and sisters and siblings. I, I just can't believe I didn't know that this holiday existed. So tell us a little bit about the holiday first. Yes. So uh, the holiday of Rakshabandhan, or also called Rocky, which is the name of the bracelets that are given, um, is just a really sweet holiday. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's thousands of years old, right? And, um, you know, traditionally, it was because, you know, when daughters got married, they would go and live with their husband's families, right? And, um, you know, but the brothers would continue living in the family home. And, this was a symbol that, you know, that no matter what happened in the future, that there would always be a bond between sisters and brothers. And I just thought it was a lovely holiday. Now, I will tell you, I am an only child. <laughs> so, uh, but um, when we visited in uh, our relatives in India, I have a lot of uh, cousins who are um, 
who are boys. And um, in India, we we call each other cousin brother and cousin sister. So we I was really, really close to them. And I really felt a lot of brotherly, sisterly affection between us. And um, so uh, I just thought that this holiday was just a really sweet one to celebrate. Um, and I loved the idea of a little sister um, wanting to do something special for her older brothers. Yeah. And I also love the way, so, so Bina is, I mean, she's the youngest and everybody wants to help her in her quest in making the bracelets. Uh, but I loved how independent she was and how dedicated she was to solving her own problems. And so it's important to note here that this book is a math story uh, as well. So and and so the fact that she um, was so dedicated to the cause of problem solving, I thought it was a wonderful example to kids. I'm assuming that was your intention to sort of create a character that that showed she was going to be a problem solver. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so this is part of Charles Bridges' storytelling math series. And the idea is to tell stories um, from diverse points of view about uh, kids doing kid things that also illustrate some mathematical principles. And um, I just, I was thinking about it and I hadn't really thought about pattern making as math, but of course it is, especially for little kids. making. And recognizing patterns is a very important mathematical skill. And so um, when I was thinking about that kind of concept, I was like, oh, somehow my mind just leaped to bracelets. And then I was like, oh, that like Raksha Bandhan is the perfect holiday to kind of, you know, um, showcase this, uh, this whole idea of making patterns and making patterns with love for somebody else. And so, yeah, I it fully intended for Bina to always be um, somebody who took things into her own hands and figured out um, how to solve these little puzzles that she came across. And and so the the actual series from Charles Bridge, mm -hmm. it, they're all authored by somebody different. Is that correct in this series? That's right. That's yes. Right. Yes. And so they did they approach you to write this particular story, or did you pitch the idea to them? So uh, they had a symposium kind of talking about um, math for little kids. And um, I was invited to be a part of that. And then we kind of read a bunch of picture books and kind of looked at the math uh, in them. And uh, there is there was a uh, an expert from Turk was a, with TERC, which is a uh, math nonprofit that was there kind of talking about the math aspects of them. And then the editors and the participants all kind of discussed the story aspects. It was really cool. So I wasn't um, asked necessarily to um, to write this, but I was uh, invited to submit something if I came up with a, an idea. So, um, yeah, so I sent them a draft. I, this idea sprang into my head like that day. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, I have to I have to go write this and I have to figure out how to make this work. Um, and then they found the perfect illustrator, Chaya Prabhat, who is Indian. She lives in India. Just she created a world. I mean, I want to live in that house. There's so much color and so much joy kind of exuding from every spread. Uh, I was just so, so happy. I'm so glad that you brought up Chaya's illustrations because I thought that exact same thing that I, I felt like from what I know of the Indian culture, the just the colors and the richness uh, 
it was all there and it, it was it's very appealing and I just think it's so alluring for kids just just it's so bright and colorful and I mean I I know, I know not every kid probably sits down and beads, but I would say the majority of kids, both boys and girls at some point sit down and, and do some beading. And so I just, the, between your words and the artwork, I just think it's a book for everybody. And it, it, you know, like you said, it, it captures culture and it's got the STEM aspects and yeah, it's just the, the, the blend of your words and, and the artwork are just fantastic. Um, so talking more about the illustrations, do you have a favorite one from the book? So there are so many that are really lovely, um, but I think my favorite, there is a spread where um, Bina talks to her brother Vijay and he's the one, he's one of her brothers that loves to read. And that's kind of something they bond over because he reads her stories. And there's, he's in this room with this blue bookshelf and all these books and um, everything in the room is decorated with like blue and pink and orange and there's a beautiful rug on the floor and like a little um cushion that Bina is sitting on while she listens to the story that her older brother reads to her and I want I like I want that room I want the bookshelf <laughs> I want all the books I think that one of, might be one of my favorite spreads and if um you know people pay attention especially um kids uh they will find that there are patterns in all the rooms that don't only have to do with the bracelets that Bina is making. So yeah. there, there are every other one patterns everywhere in the story. And it's one of the most delightful things about this book. Yeah, I, I, I loved the um, the shirts too, because, um, <laughs> you know, well, when, when she's making the bracelets, it's, you know, usually one color bead alternating with the next. So say it's yeah. orange, green, orange, green, orange, green. But right. then she makes the one that is, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was, was it blue and orange, but she does double. So two orange and then two blue, two orange and then two blue. And so she talks about the skinnier pattern with the wider pattern, but both she and her brother have striped shirts on that are also patterned and her shirt has the skinny stripes and her brother has the wider stripe. And I thought that was really clever too. Yes, it's so, it's so cool. And this is the way that, you know, this is the way that we all learn, right? Um, kids see things in the real world and then they kind of apply them to whatever project they're working on. So I think that one of the most delightful things about STEM books is that they really um, make so clear that math is everywhere um, and that uh, it's not only useful, but it's also really kind of fun. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And, and, and sometimes it's hard to sort of say what you're something that's favorite about what you created yourself. Um, but be bold and brave here and, and let me know which part you feel most proudest about. Is there a specific line in there that um, just just came together for you and just felt right in the story? 
Yes. So I will tell you that the very beginning of the story is is it, it has stayed the same from the first draft to the printed book, um, which is Bina had three big brothers, Vijay, Siddharth, and Arjun. They sometimes annoyed her, but she loved them anyway. <laughs> and, yes. And I love, I just love that beginning because I was like, wow, this really sums up what it's like to have siblings. I have a, a son and a daughter myself, so I've seen this. And um, I just loved that feeling of, uh, you know, here, are, you know, they're bigger than me. They definitely annoy me. And you, and, you know, readers can see throughout the book that they kind of call her little nicknames that she doesn't really appreciate. Um, but, um, but she loved them. And, and that's why she's like so concerned with making these bracelets right, that, that she uses the colors that they love and avoids the colors that they don't like, and that she makes it in the pattern that she intended to. And um, so, yeah, I just felt like, I just feel like siblings, that is such a special relationship, um, with, you know, with somebody who like knows you so well that they can push all your buttons and annoy you, but also like the great love that there is between them. Absolutely. I, as a mom of three kids, I just, I I think those lines nail it too. I mean, my kids love each other just as much as they annoy each other. And, you know, they always trying to do sweet things for each other. And uh, yeah. And just the idea of this entire book that celebrates siblings, it encourages math. Uh, It also just I think when we talked a little bit about the marriage of the words and the illustrations and how there's kind of, you know, if you really pay attention to the pages, the illustrations are really sort of encouraging that um, kids to just pay attention and to notice. And I think being somebody that goes out into the world as a noticer is is just such a fantastic thing. So I, there's so much in this book to just take away beyond the fact that it's a, a math story. I think you've done an outstanding job. Um, I do, I was hoping that you would just talk a little bit about Red, White and Whole. Uh, at the time this podcast comes out, it, it is um, will be in April, which is National Poetry Month, and your novel that it's set in verse. And um, I would just love readers to hear a little bit about it. It's been popping up in my Instagram feed all over. I have a copy right next to me. I haven't had an opportunity to read it yet. And so I would just love to have you talk just a little bit about it. Oh, sure. Thank you so much. Yes, I mean, and it is very exciting to be talking about it during National Poetry Month. So Red, White and Whole is a novel in verse. It's written in free verse. Um, and it is set in 1983. And it is about Reha, who is the 13-year-old daughter of Indian immigrants. And she feels torn between the worlds of her parents and her community and um, her friends at school and kind of 80s pop culture. So Reha is like any other American teen. She loves listening to Cyndi Lauper on the radio. She likes watching MTV and watching music videos. Um, But uh, her mom, uh, especially, feels like there's some things that Reha wants to do, like go to a middle school dance, um, that she would prefer she not do because she has other ideas about what is appropriate for a girl her age. Um, So she feels torn between these two worlds. And then her mother gets diagnosed with a type of blood cancer called leukemia. And Reha feels like her world is turned completely upside down and she feels guilty 
um, you know, that she was worried about fitting into these two worlds when really what she should care about was, you know, making sure that her mother was okay. And Reha thinks that if she could only be the perfect daughter, the, the daughter that her parents want her to be, that she could somehow save her mom's life. Oh, just sounds incredible. Oh, thank you. So, you know, it's a book that has a lot of elements to it. It has um, poetry and it has um, 80s pop music. It has um, a story from Hindu mythology um, and uh, it has um, a lot of kind of imagery and metaphors. And, you know, it came to me as the metaphor of blood. Um, that's part of what the title refers to um, and all that it means in terms of all that blood means in terms of heredity, family, uh, community, and biology. Wow. I it just like, it's, it's really, I mean, the fact that even as a story such as Red, White, and Hull, you still also have just your core of medicine and, um, I, I cannot wait to start reading that one. The, the cover of it is absolutely beautiful. Um, who Do you know who created the cover for it? Yes. So um, the artist's name is uh, Rinda Zaveri, and she uh, is Indian American, and she lives in California. And um, just she did an incredible, incredible job. The uh, book designer, Erin Fitzsimmons uh, at HarperCollins, did just a spectacular job, too. So when, you know, I they when we um, first sold this uh, book, you know, the publisher was like, OK, so we're going to start working on covers. And I was like, what? And you know, a lot of times authors don't get a lot of um, control over what their cover looks like, but they were so wonderful. They basically, I made them a dream board of all kinds of covers that I loved. And then I said, but I don't know how to, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do because I don't know what to do about this cover and um, just go with it. And here's some of the imagery from the book. You know, here's some things, themes that I um, talk about in the book. And I saw the first sketch and I was blown away just blown away so you know there's a lot of um uh, like the book it's the cover of the book itself is like a a poem so there are um flowers on Reha's dress on the on the uh on the front and then they float up to become blood cells which is what is going on with leukemia with her mom's cancer and then they float even further up and they become stars in the sky Reha means star in Sanskrit and her mother's name is Poonam, which means full moon. And there is a full moon as the O in the word whole in the cover. <laughs> so how perfect is that? It's just yeah. kind of hard to believe. Oh my gosh. I just, uh, it's always so, I mean, they say you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, um, but, but that cover just, it stands out. Like I said, every time it pops up on my Instagram account, uh, feed or and I've seen it out elsewhere. It's just it's just incredible, and it really does make you want to um, know more about the book. And um, anyway, I just I it's so it's so clear to me that there's so much truth into what you're writing. Um, I think I think if we were to put all of the books together, people would have a fair idea of of who of who you are. Um, just based on those. Would you say that's a fair fair comment? Oh, absolutely. When I talk to people who are interested in writing, I tell them that. I said, um, I say that if you, even if you write fiction, which most of us do, who are in the kidlet world, um, that we're trying to tell emotional truths, that there has to be 
some truth at the heart of your story. And um, that's what makes it resonate with people. So that, I hope I'm doing that with my books. Yes, I, I, I think you are. <laughs> um, so is there anything else that you would like to share with the Growing growing Readers listeners? Um, anything more about uh, Bracelets for Bina's Brothers? Any more about your upcoming books that you think we should know about? Sure. Uh, you know, I, I hope that um, lots of people read Bracelets for Bina's Brothers because it's just fun and sweet and really does have, I just love Bina. She's so spunky, especially the way Chaya has, you know, illustrated her. And there's a gigantic dog in this book that is like the silliest, goofiest, like, you know, tongue sticking out dog that you want. So I just think it's just so much fun to look at. Um, I have a few other books coming, uh, a few other picture books that I didn't mention. One is called Where Three Oceans Meet, which is coming out in uh, August, on August 24th with um, Abrams. And it's a story about a girl who takes a road trip with her mom and grandmother um, to the very tip of India, to a place called Kanyakumari, where they say three oceans meet. And it's um, she learns about the love um, and strength that mothers and daughters share. So it's very, very special to me. Um, it reminds me of my own mom and my grandmother and my daughter. <laughs> and um, and then in September, on September 14th, uh, I have a book, my first true nonfiction book um, uh, called The Secret Code Inside You that is coming out with Little B Books on September 14th. And it's about DNA. So it's a child's first introduction to DNA, but it also touches on the limits of our genes and how our choices also make us who we are. So I'm oh really gosh. excited about that. <laughs> that sounds fascinating. I'm. Do you, have you seen the cover? What kind of uh, like illustrations are in there? Oh my goodness, yes. Uh, Steven Salerno is the illustrator. He is just brilliant. And there's so much fun. Like there's just tons of fun in this, uh, in this uh, book about, you know, kind of comparing like how come like we can't like suck ants up through our nose and how come we can't fly and why can't we breathe underwater and that kind of thing so there are lots of fun animal illustrations and then it dives into the science it's really cool it explains what a cell is and where dna is in a cell and uh, it's just it's so much fun i'm completely blown away by the art in this book Oh my goodness. The amount of of books that you have created and the variety of your storytelling and, and also now nonfiction. It's um I'm just I'm beyond impressed and I can't wait for the world to get to see more of your books. Um well, thank you so much for um, coming to chat with us. Uh, is there anywhere specifically um where our listeners can find you? I know you have a podcast of your own too. Yes. So the easiest way to find out about me and my books and what's going on is my website, which is www.rajanilaraka.com. So it's R-A-J-A-N-I-L-A-R-O-C-C-A.com. And um, yes, and I do a podcast with uh, my friend Artemis Rorig, and we, we do uh, a podcast called the STEM Women in Kidlets podcast, where we interview women with STEM backgrounds who also create books for kids. And we have a ball. There, there's a lot of laughing. Um, and there are a lot of women with STEM backgrounds who either write or illustrate or both kidlet. It's pretty wild. Uh, well, thank you again for joining us. And um, we look forward to the array of books that are coming out this year. And you're, I'm sure you'll have plenty more in 2022 as well. 
Thank you so much, Bianca. I had such a great time talking with you and um, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us on this quest for growing readers. The Growing Readers Podcast is a production of the Children's Book Review. If you like this show, remember you can hear it on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other app you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show to get new episodes as soon as they launch. To discover more amazing books for kids, just like Rajni LaRocca's Bracelets for Bina's Brothers, I hope you'll visit us at thechildrensbookreview.com. Thank you.